My name is Andrew Bustamante, and this is Everyday Espionage. I have had a ton of fun sharing this season with you. Building Ground Truth has had me laughing at my own stories, laughing at stories from some of the most impressive intelligence officers I've ever known, and being reminded how honored I am to have served side by side with these men and women. Because the lessons that we got to share with you were only possible because Jackal and Viper and Savage were all able to remain anonymous. The work that they've done and continue to do remains classified, along with their true identities and their real sacrifices. But thanks to EverydaySpy.com and this podcast, my wife, Jihee, and I get to be the gateway between a world of secret operatives and you, the people that they swore to protect. We get to teach you what we learned, and we get to watch you grow and thrive and shape a new and better world for generations yet to come. So to close out this season, Jihee and I wanted to share a training exercise that helped us realize how much more powerful we are together than we are alone. Now, there was another thing that we were taught at the agency that had to do with personality types. And we were taught about temperaments, Myers-Briggs temperaments. And, and the temperaments that we were taught and how Myers-Briggs and personality types play into everything from team making to relationship building is something that we teach continuously through Everyday Spy, through our YouTube channel, through our newsletter, our in-person trainings, everywhere. But the one really interesting example that I want us to talk about, it was interesting to me because it was so fun, was when we were taught to associate certain animals Mm -hmm. with certain temperaments, Myers-Briggs temperaments. Can you walk us through what the temperaments were, what the animals were? Do you remember? I remember the animals. You're going to have to jog my memory exactly on the... on the. Uh, oh, I don't remember the code. Temperament code. I just remember the animals and what they stood for. Oh. Well, I remember there's a tiger. Or, tiger. <laughs> Wrong already. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a bear. Yes. There was... Lion. A lion. There was a fox. And there was a cheetah. See how easy that mistake was? <laughs> So there was the bear, the fox, the lion, and the cheetah. What were the skill sets? What were the personality preferences that kind of exemplified each of those? Lions liked to what? Make lists. Make lists and make plans. Yes. What do you remember about cheetahs? Cheetahs like to do things. They like to be like pointed and told, go do this. Right. And then they would take off and they would do it and they would love it and they would come back and they'd say it's done. Right. What about bears? Bears are just huggy-feely kind of people (laughs) that'll sit half the meeting asking you how your family's doing. And what is a fox? The fox are the big ideas people. The many ideas people, too. Many ideas people. How are they going to get those ideas done? Who knows? What was that idea you had yesterday? I don't remember. (laughs) Those are the foxes. Exactly. So we were taught this at the agency... Because we were taught that the most powerful team actually has all four animals. Right. What animal were you? 
uh, lion. And how accurate was that at reflecting you as a person, your personality? Very. Why? Uh, I need a plan, basically. I don't have big ideas. I have small ideas that flow into a list or a plan or some kind of matrix or spreadsheet or calendar. If you need something done, I can work out the whole thing for you. But I'm probably not going to come up with the idea of what needs to get done. You give me the big idea and I'll fill in the plan for you. And what was I? The fox. Why? Because you don't care about any of the details. <laughs> I really don't care about the you details. You have so many ideas. <laughs> so many ideas. And a good hefty portion of those ideas are bad. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's hard to tell how many are good or bad because there's just so many. But the good ones are so good that you forget that you even had any bad ideas at all. Oh, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that in our next fight. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> Remember all the bad ideas I had? No, because you've had so many, and these 10 are great. So so we have friends in our lives who take the role of mm-hmm. cheetah mm-hmm. and bear. Right. And it's really interesting to me because I find that cheetahs are so useful, but they can be very frustrating mm. because you have to tell them exactly, explicitly what you want them to do. There is no friendly conversation with someone who's a cheetah type because... They just get lost. They, they don't, they're waiting for an express request or an express order or express direction. And if you don't give that to them, then they never technically feel the need to pull the trigger and go. And it's really funny because I get very frustrated by cheetah types. And I think with Everyday Spy, we see them quite a bit with some of the people that have come into the picture to help support us and work with us. Very, very eager to help, but they need to be told exactly how and where and to what extent and in what way they can help. And some are very good at self-directing, but others are not so good at self-directing. But cheetahs are such a powerful type. So if, if anybody listening identifies as a fox or a lion, then you already can identify with the kind of life that Jihee lives and the kind of life that I live, where Jihee gets frustrated when people abandon her Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and I get very frustrated when people don't want to listen to new ideas. But cheetahs are just as frustrated if they're paired up with somebody who doesn't appreciate the fact that they are a doer. Cheetahs get stuff done. That is what they want. Give them some kind of gazelle, and they're going to chase it down. They're going to take it down by the throat. They're going to bring it back, and they're going to feed their den. Cheetahs are so useful. And then they taught us about bears. And I remember the mood in the room when we were learning about bears. Do you remember the mood? Well, it was a very small group of people in our room because these are all agency folks. And it was so they grouped us by table in the room. And the bear table was so small. Yeah. My heart just went out to them because I came from a nonprofit. I came from working in social work. All I used to work with were bears. We had a big cheetah table. Yeah. A big lion table. A giant fox table, I'm pretty sure. And... Then there's this tiny, I think it was three people at the bear table. I'm pretty sure it was three people. That's how small it was. And they asked us to plan a trip. Mm -hmm. Remember that exercise? They asked us to plan a trip. As each individual table, plan a trip somewhere. So the cheetahs all planned their trip, and the foxes and the lions and the bears all planned their trip. And then they went around, and they asked us what we had come up with. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what your table came up with? An entire itinerary. And a rubric, yeah, Yeah. where you had had cross-referenced destinations against costs, against number of days, against all, and then you had an itinerary for your top three. Correct. 
That was in like 15 minutes. Yes. I don't even know how you did that. We are so efficient. All that happened at the Fox table was we had a massive list of places. <laughs> and then when we ran out of places, we started making a list of things that we wanted to do so that in the future at some point, we would cross-reference the place against the activity, mm -hmm. which I think what was really going through our head is we would give our list to a lion who would cross-reference our mm -hmm. activity against yeah. the location. I'm fairly sure when you were asked, how would you get to any of these places, you all answered, we would buy a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> and we that was the extent ticket. of your plan, <laughs> was to buy a ticket to arrive. And then we went to the cheetah table, mm -hmm. and the cheetah table was just frustrated. They were all arguing because mm -hmm. they didn't know where they were going. Yeah. And they were told to plan a trip, but they weren't given anything else. So then they didn't know what to do. So it was not a successful cheetah table. And then we landed at this bear table. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what happened at the bear table? It was so funny to me. I don't think they planned anything. No. What did they do? I don't remember. They spent the whole time getting to know each other. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, when we go on a trip, I really want to take Ben somewhere <laughs> where he's going to be able to enjoy the food. Oh, yeah. And I really want to take Oliver someplace where it's plenty of sunshine. Yeah. And we're like... What are you talking? Who's Ben? Who's Oliver? And they were introducing each other yeah. instead of introducing a plan to take a trip. Yeah. And I was flabbergasted because as a fox, that was, I just, what honestly went through my head is I couldn't plan a trip. Yeah. Uh, but then that was the reason that that training for me was so powerful was because it showed me how limited my own thinking was. And it showed me how important every single one of those roles were, especially that bear table. Because without the bear table, Everybody else is just stuck in transactional relationships. Right. You give me a list, I give you an idea, you go do the idea that I made. You know, it's all this transactional experience. There is no, I don't know anything about your family. I don't know anything about what you like and what you care about. I don't know anything about you and I don't care because it's not even in the forefront of my mind to ask about it. All I know is that you work for this company. I work for this company. We have to get this thing done. If you do what I ask you to do, then I like working with you. If you don't do what I ask you to do, then I don't like working with you. But here we discover the power of the bear temperament, this bear group of people who come in, and it doesn't even matter if they're good at their job or not. It doesn't matter if they have technical skills or not, because we all want to be around them, because they care about us. And... Right. They care to know our name and what we care to do and what we like and what we believe in. And they don't make us feel bad about the fact that they might be conservative and we might be liberal or they might mm -hmm. be vegetarian and we might be meat eaters. They just want to be with people. And they naturally can hone in on somebody's motivations because they've taken the time. They have the inclination to learn about people. And I think kind of going back to something we said earlier was one of the biggest things, one of the most powerful tools that the agency teaches is relationship building. Mm. Because the best asset that you're going to have, the person that's going to spy for you the longest. Give you the best, deepest give, secrets. Exactly. Give you the best intel is going to be somebody who has built a strong and meaningful relationship. Yeah. So, I mean, I just think, I feel like relationship building is really the foundation for any kind of progress that you're going to make in your life or in your organization. Relationships are espionage. They are a constant exchange of ideas and risks, motivations and vulnerabilities. And I've been lucky to marry one of the best spies that I've ever known. And I've been even more lucky that she is my total opposite and unwavering partner in crime. Much like Edie Jackal and Edie Viper, I attribute much of my own success to my spouse. But as we learned from Edie Savage, the value in relationships goes far beyond romance. 
understanding the needs and desires of other people, taking deliberate actions to help and support them gives you opportunities and advantages that you never thought were possible. From taking down warlords and terrorists to undermining hostile governments or militaries, there is incredible power in simple relationships. And one relationship you can count on is the one that you have made here with me, Jihi, and Everyday Espionage. Everyday Espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everyone will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. Find me on social media at Everyday Spy or on my website, everydayspy.com. If you are up for a special challenge, visit everydayspy.com forward slash operations and join me for an authentic spy training mission. And above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom. <laughs>